welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. What's up, Kiki? Hey, Ki, how are you today? Girl, I'm at mama's house. I'm chilling on the couch and whatnot. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, getting spoiled by the parentals for my birthday. There was no spoiling though, so we'll let I was go. about to say, you you yeah. got them to spoil you. Did your mama get you an Easter basket this year? Why would you bring up something that hard? <laughs> Why would you just, that's not even fair. It's not nice. It's not fair. No, I am asking because I had a coworker. You know she didn't get me listen, an Easter basket. Listen, I had a coworker whose mom put so much thought into that Easter basket. Like she went all, you know, Christian on her. She, she like had Bible verses, had a scavenger hunt in the house made her go find it but the girl is like 25 she's still getting easter baskets so i was asking and i told my mama and she looked at me and laughed when i told her i was like you ain't you're not getting the hint uh my parents were in new orleans for easter first and foremost oh. uh yes yeah, celebrating my birthday right um <laughs> well i mean that's the day she gave birth <laughs> I mean, it, it breathes well. It breathes well. Um, so, no, I didn't get the Easter basket. No, I didn't get spoiled this weekend. However, mommy did make lemon pepper wings. Ooh, I made mm. some of them last week. Mm. I bought the ingredients to make the lemon pepper wings. I have yet to actually do them. Though. So, listen, progress was made. Don't you got air fryer? I said progress was made. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, sis, and you just keep shutting me down. Progress was made. This is where we've landed. I had a busy week. How was your week? <laughs> I have had a good week. Um, I know that everybody was outside. I was cleaning my house this weekend because I needed to clean it. And I needed to know that it was like dust free. And that the you know the floors were vacuumed, like stuff was mopped. I needed to know that it was all done. That's what I did. And then I decided at the last minute today to go and sign up for a brunch. But I'm happy I did. Cause like it was cute. You know, they had food and then we made our own floral arrangements. So I have a centerpiece for the week. I don't know how long the flowers gonna last, but they cute. And then we made our own charcuterie boards. <laughs> I'm sorry, charcuterie boards. <laughs> we I made our we own. I think we all said understood. what? I think we all understood. <laughs> um, I went to a wine festival last weekend for my birthday, and they let me take this. We were we shut it down. Me and my friends, we shut it down. Um, mostly because I was one of the last people to get food because I was gallivanting and um anyway so yeah they gave me and my friend uh the centerpieces which were 
flowers but then things died like the next day so i'm hella disappointed yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um all right y'all so we going do y'all remember what we talked about last week do you remember what we talked about last week um okay, we forget We got company, so I'm gonna be nice. Um, <clears throat> last week we recapped my self care obsession, my current self care obsessions, because it was my birthday, and we didn't really have nothing else to talk about. So that's what we did. That's it. So if y'all have listened to the episode, go listen. Yep. Um. Yeah. So we do have a guest with us today. And she's an island girl. And wait, 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 wait. Rewind. Back the thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kiki, can you do us the honor, please? I was about to say, you're going to skip my whole singing? Mm-mm, I can't. I can't <laughs> skip the singing. Oh, you about to sing? Uh, we're or not something. about to sing. We about to do or something. something. Oh, okay. Something. You ready? For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture, for the culture, we gonna get into some topics. Mm, mm, mm. It's okay. a bad, it's a bop. <laughs> Thank you. She works hard on it every week. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be even more impressed with my uh next song, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. In honor of our island girl that is with us today, um, we decided to bring up what broke the internet earlier this week about Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, my fellow Aries gent, um, was in Jamaica celebrating carnival. And there was a picture, or I'm sorry, video of him winding up on some woman's bum. Um, And literally everybody just couldn't stop talking about this week how talking about it um there were debates like if you're a breakfast club fan like me huge two-day debate about whether or not this was disrespectful to his wife and all this other stuff and blah 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 um Kanye, you can actually weigh in on this (laughs) (laughs) um what so whether or not it was disrespectful to his wife yes it's it's so hard. I feel like people are gonna hate me for my response, but um, I didn't, I didn't think it was because of okay. So two, maybe it was and it wasn't. Let's let's say that right. One, there is a certain culture when it comes to carnival. Like there's just a certain culture that is what it's kind of like. You know, you you wearing the costumes. The costumes are very revealing. You got the music, the soca, the drums. Everybody just whining their weight and dancing and having a good time. That is and that is how they dance. Two you know, that particular uh, music. So he was he was experiencing the culture. He was experiencing the culture. Um, I could see why some people would say, like, oh, you know, that could be a little disrespectful because it is the way in which he was dancing. But like I say, that's kind of normalized there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like... So you're saying in the culture, it mm-hmm. would not be looked it wouldn't be looked at as That's disrespectful. disrespectful. But to us, since our culture is not that, we think it's disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two. Don't even be a film. 
and here's the thing, right? So he's just jamming, getting his groove yeah. on. Somebody's filming, and like he, you could tell he got caught up because then all of a sudden he was like, he like jumped up out of it and like backed up. So you knew that he was just in his element, in his moment. Yeah. But like your chance to rapper, like at yeah. some point, and it's unfortunate. Like famous people can't have a life after some point. So mm-hmm. it 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 does. It, I mean, it does look bad. You know, it can. But like I said, I think he was just having a good time. I don't know if he if his intentions, of course, was to disrespect his life. I mean, I wonder what she thought when he said, "Hey, I'm about to go to carnival." Right. <laughs> okay, because that would have been the first fight. That right. Would, um, <laughs> I'd have been like, "Oh, we going to carnival." Like, yeah, <laughs> we going together, babe. Yeah. Um, yeah, because all of a sudden we would be French. Because you know, um, the expectation is the women and everything is gonna be. It's gonna be there. Like I know I plan. To, I think they having a carnival coming up in Raleigh. I plan to be. You know, you know what I'm saying. Girl, let me know when it is because I'll be there right okay. with you. <laughs> Not right with you. I don't. I don't got my body this summer. This summer, the uh-uh. um, you gotta come. You gotta let it all out. I will be there, but I will be recording. <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm catching up everybody because look if i can't be naked i'm getting everybody um yep mm-hmm. it's a tough one and i can't say because i i, I don't want to dismiss how she probably felt if she she probably was cool did anybody hear from her anybody hear what she said right no one's heard would think, her. but you would think she would be cool anyway if she like if he already went to carnival like i don't like, know I'm one of them women that what happens on a boy's trip stays there. Please don't tell me. <laughs> like every place can be Vegas for as far as I'm concerned. Now I want you to be respectful, yeah. but that's a level of trust and something that we work out before you even get your ass on that plane. So right. then if you go to Carnival, if you go to Dominican Republic, if you go to Amsterdam, like I need to be able to trust that you're not finna be out here. Like get your dance on fine. Yeah. Don't have that chick in your hotel room that's what i'm but, saying I'm like was it like he danced and he was like okay girl and you know that was it like right you know, so right. yeah um i get it it's social media but people be way too much in other people's business mm-hmm. too invested yep. mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> so apparently florida legislature has Lost their rabbit ass mind. Oh um, Florida ain't a real place, so you know you. It's not. It's really not. It's not. It's not. So on Thursday, DeSantis announced that he signed the Heartbeat Protection Law, um, Protection Act into law, which will now require a woman to provide proof that the pregnancy was a result of rape, incest, or human trafficking. Oh wow! In order to receive an abortion up to 15 weeks of gestation. Mm-hmm. That's three periods, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Show proof. Show proof. Right, show proof right. was, was <clears throat> sending me. Like, what? And anybody, else, and anybody else, after six weeks, you can't get, um, I believe that's six weeks you can't. People don't, I was not six, I did not know I was pregnant in six weeks. And most people don't. Most people don't. Most people don't. Because literally, if you go to your doctor and be like, doctor, I've had a period. And how long? Well, my period's two weeks late. Girl, get back to me when you a whole month. 
Um, yeah. yeah. They, made me, they made me wait. They made me wait to even come back and get an appointment. They were like, yeah, we got to wait a while because anything could happen. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's crazy. I think I was about eight weeks and that's when they confirmed. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You pregnant. Right. Six weeks. That's literally just like stress in your life mm-hmm. or you don't have enough water. Like that's really what six weeks. <laughs> and even at those eight weeks, because I remember having like a drink or something. I was like, oh man, I didn't know. He was like, Shh. my doctor was like, cells, literally cells. At this point, he was like, you're fine. Don't stress. That's what he That's told it. me. That is my main argument when people be like, oh, you're killing a baby. Technically, you're killing a fetus that couldn't even exist, couldn't even survive on its own outside of the womb. So no. really, like, what's the argument about? Um, I'm not cells. cells. Not even a fetus. He says cells. Cells. Mm-hmm. Cells. And I like, I like that. I'm gonna shut up now before I um, alienate some viewers that might be. Um, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So apparently, Martin Lawrence finally received his star on the Walk of Fame. That is exciting, but like, damn, how long does it take to get this stuff? <laughs> he had one i thought i was like oh really i thought so too when i saw it i was like wait he ain't got one but that's usually our reaction to anybody because who knows when this stuff is done i don't even know all the people on the walk of the walk of fame yeah i just want to know how long the walk of fame is (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) miles and miles at this point right um and finally for those of us that may celebrate or have celebrated 420, the North Carolina Senate bill to legalize Mary Jane in North Carolina passed the Senate at exactly 420. This was seven weeks ago, though. But um, in spirit of 420 and being it just passed this week, um, we're discussing it now as they're waiting for it to go to crossover. Um, crossover is when bills pass or don't in one house and it crosses over to the next <clears throat> some things they go ahead and you know expedite but anyway i we'll get into that another day anyway so while we're waiting for the house to now pass it um members of the cherokee tribe so the cherokee tribe lives out in western north carolina um they have been they have been operating a dispensary um on their tribal lands and they are hoping once the bill passes to open their dispensary to the general public um so hopefully that'll take place late summer or the fall um this is huge because this is native americans opening up their tribal lands to us outside of a casino because typically we might be able to go to their casinos cool but they're actually going to open the dispensary that's huge for the native american people um to have such a profitable um business uh it's on their land unfortunately for those of us that live in rdu it's a whole four and one half hours away trip so I won't be going, but you know, it's available. <laughs> and that's it for For the Culture. Kiki. This is my drum roll. You got a drum roll now? I got my drum for for my birthday. Okay, sorry. Um <laughs> side note, y'all know I just bought a harp. 
So you got drums and you got a heart. What what's going on? Well, I got a guitar in the corner over there that I never touched. So <laughs> it's a band, y'all. It's gonna be the wellness group. That's what we'll call ourselves, the wellness group. Mm-hmm. I like randomly bought a harp. Now I have to learn how to play it when it gets here. But I'm like, I'm like, what other sounds can I add to my sound bath stuff? So is the harp this one? I got a small harp. I didn't get the big one. You know, they cost they cost money, money. Mm-hmm. I ain't got money, money right now. But like the small one was on sale. So I was like, oh, let me just order that. <laughs> I need that for you. That, that's really dope. My next thing after I learn how to play this, this, this steel drum, the round one, I want the steel drum, the Caribbean one. So when I move to the islands, y'all, I'm going to be right there with them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right so well, y'all in come light- visit me on the beach and we get ready to do our yoga <laughs> that would be ready. dope that would be that would be so dope wait so, for yeah. it yoga. wait for the wait for the retreat y'all yeah. whenever that gets here we're gonna be doing it with the steel drums on the <laughs> on the beach all right so Y'all gonna laugh at me because I really thought about this song this week. Last week, what did I do? It was in honor of Erica Badu, right? This week, look at Key's face. She looks so worried. No, <laughs> I am Loki. I I am. So this week, my song is based off of a Victoria Monet song. I don't know if y'all listen to her. She got this interlude called "We Might Be Falling in Love," and it's one of my favorite songs. So. This is going to be our theme song. It's not going to be that, but I wrote, this is an original. This is a key, key original. Look at her face. I am loving this because she don't know what to expect. All right, y'all ready? One, two, three. All right. Go ahead, Donnie, talk about it. We want to hear what you got to say about it. Ooh, we want to talk about nutrition. (laughs) Because we know what you know what you're doing. And ooh, let's talk about it. I said, ooh, let's talk about it. Yeah. I know you. that song actually. <laughs> <laughs> She's switching up a little bit, but yeah, that's the reason. I, I told her we're gonna be switching up this theme song every week. So I'm gonna have to find inspiration from what I'm listening to. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a song. And every week I'm going to continue to be scared. <laughs> and I hope you use your heart for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it comes in by that time. Then we might be, <clears throat> might be plucking it. I don't know. Then you're going to really be scared. She's going to be like, what is going on? I don't know. Help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh my goodness. Oh, we gotta stop. Oh god. All right. So we're a little late with this, y'all. But um the month of March was National Nutrition Month. Yeah. Right. And we have been patiently waiting to collaborate with this queen, with our sis sitting here today. And our schedules, our schedules finally synced up, right? Finally. Because y'all know how that is. We all adults. We all got stuff to do. It's just hard. So we are bringing this fabulous wellness professional to our 
table to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about food, y'all. You know, that's our favorite thing anyway. Who don't like food? Love food. Who don't like food? <laughs> so this year's theme for National Nutrition Month from the Academy of Nutrition and Diet, Diet what is it, Dietetics? Dietetics, mm-hmm. Thank you. Dietetics was fuel for the future. So we brought in Miss Donna Ward to come speak to our family, all of us, our girls, our sisters, about fueling for the future, as well as we're going to tie sis into the Minority Health Month and Maternity Health Month as well. We ready? Let's welcome to the stage <laughs> our sis Donna. Woo! You. Happy to be here. I'm so happy that schedules finally synced. That was my bad the last time. Didn't I forget? I don't know. Listen. <laughs> okay. Listen, it's all our bad. We we just I mean, yeah. we can't help we out here doing good stuff, right? Right. We get busy. We kind of busy. Like, we just busy. Right. Right. Well, right. I'm first. I'm first. Um, welcome, Adane. Um, we are finally, you and I are finally linking because yeah. I swear I've been following you for years. Um, and I think Kiki and I have both been following you on social media for some time. So I know I'm stoked to finally get to chat with you. Um, and hopefully we'll be meeting in person soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us a little bit about you. Like, how did you get started in this work? What do you do? How are you doing it? Who are you doing with your mom and them? Like, like let's okay. let's go. Like tell us about you. How much time y'all have? That's my problem. I'm doing too much. <laughs> so I guess to keep it to keep it short. So I am. Um, I moved to the U.S. in 2008. I'm originally from the Bahamas, but like right now, I would say like moving to the U.S. I started to get into. I actually came here to study dance full time. I thought I was gonna be up with um, Beyonce and them. I was supposed to be her choreographer. That was my you know. But my parents were like, we only going to pay for you to go over there if you do something that's going to be sustainable. So I was like, okay, fine. I was good at food and nutrition in school. So I was like, I'll just double major in nutrition. And I never knew that I actually was going to just really enjoy it and stick with it. So I ended up making dance my minor and just sticking with nutrition and dietetics. So, yeah, I've always loved um, just studying food. I love cooking food, everything. I just always love food, love eating food, you know, everything that has to do with it. Um, got into, you know, during time, like in undergrad and everything, got into becoming a personal trainer. And then I fell in love with fitness. So love movement when it came to dance and everything. But then I started to get into fitness and wellness. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is my this is my lane. Like anything that has to do with health and wellness, nutrition, fitness, mental health. I was like, yes, I'm I'm all about it. So nutrition has always been there. Um, I thought I wanted to be a dietitian. I went back to school. Y'all, that. I've been, I feel like I've just been in school forever. Went back to school to get a dietetics degree. And then I was like, no, I don't want to be a dietitian. So now I got these two degrees, one in nutrition and wellness, one in dietetics. And then I was like, but I really love nutrition. So I got a master's in nutrition. Right. So then now I'm like, okay, I have this master's in nutrition, but everything I was doing, even though it had a little bit to do with nutrition, it was mostly like wellness, um, employee wellness, corporate health and everything like that. Now I'm back in school again. It's not because I love school, but it's because, you know, um, just what you have to do when you want to do certain things. I'm actually in school um, for clinical mental health to tie in the link between nutrition and mental health. So 
Yeah, nutrition has always been, it's just always been something that I enjoy, um, especially when it comes to our people in terms of disease prevention. So, um, yeah, I um, do a lot of work with diabetes prevention, I'm working with the nonprofit Eat Well Exchange. Um, I just, like I said, I love to cook. I love to talk about nutrition. I love to talk about food security. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah. So apart from all the other things I do on the side, you know, the DJing, the being a mother, which is a lot. <laughs> Listen, um, Ali is a star. I love him. He's something out. Yeah. Um, you know, the dance, teaching like yoga, the fitness classes. I do um it always I'm always gonna do something with nutrition. I do think that um food is very powerful, it's a powerful statement. Um, you know, and especially when we talk about in terms of health. Usually people get the movement piece a little bit, but they struggle with nutrition. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> Not you, raise your hand. <laughs> I love that you're uh, tying the gap between the mental portion of nutrition and actually the physical portion, what we're putting into our bodies. Yeah, it makes sense. It, I, when I, um, I got this job as a, we were talking about this before we started about how many jobs we've all had. So just one time <laughs> when I had this job, right? I was a health coach for this um, company called Amada Health. And it was like, I was a digital health coach and I was supposed to be helping them with nutrition, but everything was so um, like heavy on emotional eating. We couldn't even come up with a plan of what to eat or how to strategize because it was so much mental stuff going on with everybody. And I think that's when it really clicked for me. And I was like, I need to go back to school. Like mm -hmm. so many people had so much trauma and everything in their personal lives that affected what they ate, how they, their relationship with food and everything. I was like, oh, this is where I need to be. This is the work I need to be doing. So yeah, I'm back in school. It's ghetto. I feel like I want to drop out every day. But you know what? Y'all, we're going to keep pushing through. We're going to keep pushing through. We're going we gonna, to we gonna help you out or something. Um, did you say yeah. you're getting a master's, another master's? They, it's, yeah, you have to get another master's in order to take the board exam to be a licensed therapist. Listen, a master's degree will suck the life out of you, okay? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I ain't even I ain't even had no kids when I was doing it, but I felt like I was just tired all the time for no reason. Tired. No reason. No reason. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, we're gonna definitely have to bring you back to talk about this clinical diet nutritional link. Um, or I'm sorry, nutritional and mental health link. Um, for multiple reasons, I have my own personal story with Weight Watchers, and yeah. Um, so yeah, but tell us about your nutritional upbringing, being a little one in the Bahamas. Like, how much different? How crazy is it? Is it any different living here versus living there? Um, what was the change like when you came here? So it's interesting. I would say like, so growing up home, it was all about food just needs to be on the table. So it wasn't no talk about eating healthy, um, plant-based, all this stuff. It was like food need to be on the table. Y'all need to eat. Bellies need to be full, right? So that was the one thing. But we don't, the Bahamas is actually very expensive. When you think about all of the things that we have to import in, so the good thing about that is most people cook their meals. Most people cook from scratch. But on the other side of that, the the food that they're making, though, it got, is high fat, high calorie, high carb, butter, sugar, fat, and love type food. Mm -hmm. It tastes good. Come on, somebody. It mm -hmm. tastes good. But Hallelujah. it's not nutrient dense. You see what I'm saying? Because we weren't, nobody is really having that conversation or talking to you about how to make the swap, how to make things healthier 
And so even the number one um, uh, cause of death in the Bahamas is heart disease, which mm. a lot of it could be, you know, health related. A lot of these, if it could be prevented because of the way that we eat. So the diet is pretty high in fat. Um, and I think because this is even before my time, traditionally the Bahamas went with focusing on tourism as a part of, ag- as, as apart from doing agriculture, because we have brilliant people. We're getting into it now. It's a beautiful thing to see all the farmers and everything, you know, people supporting eating local and stuff. But because of that, that wasn't the focus. You just didn't have those fruits and vegetables growing on the island like you did before. Because it was like the shift was tourism. We need to make money. We need people to come here. So, um, yeah, growing up, it was it was mostly like that. Now, my mother was actually a food um, economics teacher. So she did do like a lot of meals at home, like trying to do varieties. Every time she would like, it would be like a week out of the month that she would be like on her health kit. You know what I mean? Like she'd be like, I'm losing weight. We eat vegetables, whatever. And everybody be like, okay, girl. You know, she was like, so it'd be like a week where she would make a stir fry with no meat. And my daddy will be freaking out or whatever. It didn't last long, but you know, every now and again. So I got introduced a little bit to like healthy eating, if that makes sense. But for the most part, it, was just like, it, it just wasn't something that I was mindful of. So learning it in school is one thing. But then when I moved here and I was actually really doing it in school and then I had more access to stuff. That's when things really shifted for me um, mm. in healthier eating, like having access, which is a is a big thing and a big yeah. problem that people don't have. So um, I think that my privilege changed a little bit moving from like a third world country to here. And I'm like, oh, I could actually walk into the store and just get, oh, for real, and I could just get that as opposed to just not having those things on the island. So, yeah, definitely. That's, that's interesting. You 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 bring that up. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about more of a couple things a little later. Um, <clears throat> but my next question is, people seem to associate healthy nutrition with being skinny and being thin. Um, and you, my friend, are really fit, really fit. Um, so I know you put in work, 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 work on your body and doing movement and dance and stuff like that. But have you ever struggled with your weight? Have you ever struggled with nutrition? I actually have. Um, on both ends, I've struggled with losing weight and I've struggled with gaining weight. So I struggled with losing weight when I was still at home. So, so remember like before I moved here, I was supposed to be a dancer, right? I'm still trying to see, I think I should do an audition, but anyway, that's a whole nother, cause I'm too old. I might be too old. I can't skate, but I'm going to be on somebody's stage. Anyway, so I had, um, the the dance instructor that I had growing up in the Bahamas is a white lady. Her name was Miss Sila. She'd been seventy since I was three. She, she's still the same age. She's I don't still know seventy. Her. Um, and she was very strict, very very strict. And she always would tell me all of the girls in my class were really thin. And you know, your girls started to get you know when the the hormones and everything puberty, your girls started to get a little little whoop to do in the back there, you know, a little sound, you know, things was coming in or whatever. And I, it just like came out of nowhere. My mother was like, and for some reason, my mother was very like weight conscious too. I think it's how she was raised. And she'd be like, oh, you talking about you want to do dance. You want to do dance. You need to lose weight. Like you need to do this. So I was very um, self-conscious about that. I thought like, I'm not going to be able to move to the U.S. and be a dancer because I'm not thin enough. So I was doing the dumbest diets. I had, I, I had an eating disorder. I was trying to lose weight by any means necessary. And it just was not working out. Until I just gave up. I was like, this is just not not working out. And I think that um, before I moved to, 
I started to just be more accepting of my body and everything. And, but I, I struggled with losing weight first. And then here, I would say more like over the pandemic, going through my divorce and everything, my weight decreased dramatically. And I was trying to gain weight, which is usually when I have um, conversations with clients, that's usually the opposite, right? Everybody is always trying to lose, but I actually, I actually just reached my goal weight now because um, depression, thank you, you. right? (laughs) Depression really, um, yeah, I, um, and it's funny because a lot of people were like, okay, snap back after having your baby. And I'm like, y'all ain't want to know how this is really a good snap back. Like. I dramatic, yeah, I, I went down, I dramatically lost a lot of weight. And um, so that was like the other end of the spec, you know, it's like one extreme to the next. So yeah, I've definitely had some weight struggles. Um, and it definitely does affect your mental health a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've seen you all over social media chatting up with various podcasts for National Nutrition Month. Mm-hmm. So first of all, thank you for being here. And let's talk about nutrition and minorities. Okay. So how black folks in America, we think what we think is cultural and it is, but there's a racist intersection as well. As slaves, we were only allowed certain foods. So how has this attributed to our health? Yeah. In terms of racism, racism is the root of of everything that we Mm -hmm. as black people face. It's in every single system. So of course it'll be in the food system. Um, So it's the same thing about that access and resources. So not having access mean that you just weren't awarded or worthy enough of eating certain things. Mm-hmm. So what what did we um we ended up with? They say the scraps, right? Which is crazy. Like we cooking the food, making all the meals for them, but then we end up with the scraps. Right. Um, and then it, it's funny how even now, like that has changed to soul food, and now you have white businesses profiting and making soul food and making it a delicacy and profiting off of that. It's just, it's just amazing how things just take a shift. <laughs> it's cringy. It's, it's cringy. What's interesting to me is that we, greens, like all of these things now that we're encouraged to eat to be healthier. When we talk about kale, kale has now been associated as this superfood, like that's like a European standard. But greens and everything, black people was, uh, was planting those. Like those are like um even rich in like African culture when you talk about platinum greens and eating greens. That isn't really like a, a white people food, but it's just funny how things have shifted to, you know, to be something else. But yeah, definitely um not having access, um, and not having the of course the proper education. So even over time, like when we talk about certain food deserts here, I mean I think it's it's amazing to me coming from where I'm from. And move into America, and I look at certain places in the U.S., and I'm like, "This the U.S. though. Mm-hmm. This the land of the free." <laughs> yeah, you. There shouldn't be these food deserts. It shouldn't be. I shouldn't drive to parts of Southeast Raleigh where there's nowhere to get fresh um, fruits and vegetables. But then I come down to like North Raleigh, and it's like boom, boom, boom. Like it just should, and it was intentionally made that way. It was just intentionally mm-hmm. designed that way. So. It's, it's, it's really something when you think about like access and education. I'm just happy that we, we are now pushing toward changing that. The slow change, but you know, it's getting better. And yeah, when I think that, um, I, I think it was Do- um, Dr. King who said in one of his speeches, like access is one thing, you know, as a people fighting for access, but now we need advancement. Remember that y'all, when he made that speech mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm coming for my check. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
you can now, you could desegregate and whatever, but he was like, okay, but now we need uh, reparations. We need advancement. And that's still what we kind of wait on when we talk about these certain neighborhoods and, and things that just don't have the resources. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. But even like the black farmers that we were talking about early, like knowing black farmers, like I think it's like maybe like less than 2% of farmers here are black. So just supporting those. And that's not how it always used to be. We had so many black farmers, but things are just like, yeah, yeah. Racism definitely rooted in everything we do <laughs> and everything that was built. Um, and we need to, to push for more food security. Mm. Right. But just like piggybacking off of what you said about the food deserts, because I mean, you can think as small as just the small towns. I'm from a small town and we only have one grocery store. So whatever was there is what we ate. Yeah. Like, and then coming even to here, I'm not even in a big city. Like I'm in a bigger town, but like there's more choices. Um, but how does that affect or how does that affect our health? those food so not, yeah so not having those choices um so when you talk about usually the areas that only have that one grocery store don't have those resources or access that usually means that that's more of a lower um economical area which mm -hmm. means like they're more um they'll call them like social determinants of health there are more things that really affect and like why you know they can't be healthy so it's their environment it could be like even from the zip code where they work, how much money are they making? So all of these factors are education level. All of these are associated as to why they have poor health. So right. if you don't have the choices, I mean, you just like, you won't go in the store and be like, I got to feed these children, okay? I just right. need something to, to pick up and eat. Like, I need something that's going to make my money stretch because I'm like in a working poor class where even though I work 40 hours a week, I'm still not getting that much. So I they might think like, I don't have the luxury to buy these fruits and vegetables that are going to go bad or whatever, I need to buy things that are going to last. So it's just, it, it, it's a completely different mindset because you, right. you really doing what you need to do to survive. And then some people just don't know. Yeah. You know, if you're not used to, I think a lot of it, of course, has to do with our childhood. If you are not used to eating certain things, so if your parents did not introduce you, your family didn't in introduce you to certain foods, you automatically be like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grown adults be like, I don't like that and ain't even try it. <laughs> Right? Because that's not what you're used to. Maybe the only vegetable you knew were like green beans and, you know, like how they cook the green beans. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's so many different factors as to why. And I think that people don't really focus on those social determinants of health to see like, this isn't just people saying, I don't want to be healthy. That's never the case. Mm -hmm. It's really like the environment that they live in, like, and what's it's what they're exposed to. Right. And it's always like, like you said, there's limited options. So you think about lower income areas mm -hmm. where like you're saying, they're going to have to get stuff that lasts. So they're going to the frozen section. So, you know, yeah. how they always, um, they always tell people to like shop the outer edges of the store. Yeah. I mean, that's usually, you know, they're just usually going to like the frozen stuff. Like this is what's going to last for my family. Like I'm gonna get pizzas. I'm gonna get, you know, all this yeah. stuff that they can cook really quickly. And most of the time that stuff has a lot of sodium in it. That's going oh, a lot of sodium. To it. Right. Yeah, or I'm going to drive through this. Let me see, because well, cookout, Bojangles, KFC and Taco Bell right there. Cause they right. are right, grouped together. Right. And most <laughs> of the time that most food, time. and I'm not going to say now, most of the time that food is less expensive than what's actually healthy. 
mm-hmm. but now it's kind of comparable. <laughs> I know, it, it really like is. both of them are kind of expensive, so it don't matter where you go. Right, right. So, but, um, and then like you say, time too. If you work in multiple jobs and stuff, like you got to take that into consideration. Where it's like, I need, I need something quick. So, right. So you get you like you don't even have the option to get fresh stuff because it's gonna go bad. Like, <laughs> like if you're not able to pay attention to the time that you have, you know, for certain fruits and vegetables. It's going to go bad and you just wasted your money. Even people that are on government assistance, assistance they're not going to waste their food, their money on that. They know it's not going to last, right? So this year's theme for is fuel for the future. So we know that one racist practice we've seen in the U.S. is, is uh, land being taken from Black Americans. Mm. So we are limited in farm fresh options. What can we do to have a fighting chance at our health in the future? So definitely, like we were talking about before, supporting the Black farmers and the Black Farmers Hub's spaces that are allowing Black farmers to sell their produce. That's one. Um, Another thing is like, I mean, it's very interesting because I think a lot of people do think associate eating healthy with a European standard of eating healthy, Mm -hmm. but you can actually still eat healthy with frozen vegetables. You can eat healthy with um canned goods um that are like cheaper options you know what i mean like that right. it still fits into a diet and i think that people get overwhelmed when it comes to like this whole like oh i gotta do this i gotta restrict this but that's not what eating healthy is it really is like figuring out what's right for your lifestyle and incorporating certain things and being sustainable but yeah i think that the best thing that we could do is like of course put the money back into the black communities and support farmers eat local try to be sustainable, you know, as much as possible. I love to see now that people are trying to grow their own food. I'm trying to get a green thumb. If I'm still I'm still struggling with it. But <laughs> growing your own food, you know what I mean? Like just it's it's of course it's little things that you could do, trying to make your um money stretch um when it comes to eating like I say, eating healthy does not have to be expensive. You just gotta kinda know how to work the system a little bit. If that makes I'm glad you said that though. Yeah, because but- I think a lot of people do think that like mm-hmm. you can't do a lot with the frozen vegetables. It's not as as healthy as it is if you would get a fresh. Um, right. But it actually is. Fresh. Yeah. Yeah, and if you, I mean, you think about it, you do like a frozen um, broccoli, carrots, cauliflower. Like you know how they come frozen. You get a yeah. can of chickpeas. You do like a stir fry with that. You do some rice. Rice is usually pretty cheap too if you get it in bulk. That's actually a nutrient dense meal. You have right. your high protein, you got a carb, and you have your vegetables. That's that's a healthy meal. As opposed to somebody thinking like, I gotta go to Whole Foods. <laughs> she said, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's ways yeah. that you can do it, but the way the media portrays it is is a different thing. It really makes you think that you have to eat kale and um and buy kale alone. <laughs> And things with no seasoning. Right, with no, 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 we, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I we think people, just like we season meat. <laughs> Make them vegetables taste good. Like, I was on a, I was on a health kick one time, and I was just eating vegetables, and people were like, I know that ain't good. I'm like, girl, do you season your food? Because I'd be over here eating plates full of vegetables. Like, give me yeah. a whole bunch of carrots over here, a no, whole bunch right. of broccoli over here. And I'm some rosemary on that and some time. Yes, yes. yes. Look at, <laughs> look, Miss Bougie over there, because you know when you get carrots, you think you bougie. So go on and put some rosemary on them carrots and roast them things and eat them. Yes. Still not eating the carrots. 
Yeah. And I think one of the amazing things we could do too, you talk about fuel in the future, is thinking about eating more plant-based. So that doesn't mean like you don't you don't get to eat meat at all, but eating more plants. Because mm -hmm. the slaughtering of animals, those that happening is actually oh, killing. Wait, people. wait, you're going into my next question. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. Because you don't want to start talking. Okay. Hold on. You didn't. I don't even know if I have anything else to ask you. Um <laughs> ma'am okay hold that hold your mule hold your mule hold on okay so i lived in dc in the early 2000s right and it was like a mass exodus that all the black people was going vegan everybody um and you know i even i was close i was close okay. i went i went pescatarian i was vegetarian for a little bit almost passed out i was like let me put some protein back anyway that's neither here nor there um but i do enjoy vegan dishes but I'll say, let's talk like eating lifestyles and healthy eating and life and longevity, right? Okay. How does being vegan fare for one's lifestyle or like being vegetarian or whatever? And then as you were hinting, if fueling for the future means eating more plant-based, which isn't a problem for me as long as you don't make me eat broccoli or carrots, I'll eat everything else. Broccoli and carrots, I'm a pass on both of those. Um, but like, what is what does that look like and how healthy is it actually for you? So I'm always like, a lot of people think that I am vegan or vegetarian. Oh, I actually mm -hmm. am not. I'm actually, okay. I actually eat meat. I just don't eat a lot of it. So I call myself a flexitarian. Okay. So what a flexitarian is, is I just flex on any diet that I want to. I'm kind of restricted nobody. So if I want to eat fish today, I'm going to eat fish. If I want to eat plant-based for the next two days, I'm going to do that. So flexitarian, I eat different because I don't like restrictions and I like to eat from multiple food groups. Um. Being vegan, though, the thing about it is it it was like a time, and maybe this was the same time, but it just took over. Like, everybody was like, oh, being vegan is the way to go. It's healthier. And in a sense, it can be. But what has happened now is that because we live in a capitalistic society that kind of jumped on that and said, oh, everybody want to be vegan. Let's start making all the vegan products. So let's start making all the meatless products. But you have to really be careful of how you are eating outside of eating vegetables. Because now all of these things that are like, they could be higher in sodium, they process them, you know, doing the different things, they could add up to not really be as healthy for you, right? So I, I've seen a lot of people who go vegan and they're like, yeah, I'm vegan, girl, I'll eat meat. And then like her meal is fried. So like, I mean, <laughs> like technically it's no meat, but it's like, okay, but your full meal is just like, fries which is you know those were deep fried there was like no nutritional value really that you're getting from that meal so it's kind of like some people are just take they, they took it and ran but you really got to think about what's the true source of you being vegan like are you eating more vegetables are you cooking more meals because in order to really be vegan you really do have to unless you have money for whole food <laughs> and to and DoorDash, you know for certain things like you do have to cook more of your meals so i don't know i i think it's like a I, I love to see that people do want to be healthier, like for whatever reason, because, you know, some people are vegan because they just don't, they believe in like animal rights or anything like, you know what I mean? So everybody has their mm -hmm. reasons, but um, you do need to actually eat vegetables. <laughs> and there are ways, of course, that you could still get your protein. I, I agree with it in terms of eating less meat, because like I say, what is happening to the environment as a whole when we do eat meat um, and that meat lasts longer in our system, takes longer to digest. So, you know, we do need to, like, work toward eating less meat, but it's really just what works for people. Like, I'm never, like, one to say, like, 
oh, you should go vegan. And I am going to encourage people to eat more plant-based meals because I think that is healthier when we talk about preventing diabetes, controlling blood sugar, weight loss, maintenance. Like, I, There's a lot of benefits to that. But um, And then, of course, you know, if you're eating more fruits and vegetables, you get more nutrients. But I'm never going to say, like, you need to go vegan or you need to be vegetarian or you need to be pescatarian. But there's pros and cons. It, yeah, it, wouldn't that wouldn't that depend on like the person themselves? Like mm-hmm. every person is different. Some people need meat, like really need to eat some protein. I I guess in that form, and some people can really go with just eating vegetables and being completely vegan. Um, well, I'm an advocate can, for you can get protein. You don't have to eat meat to get protein. Right. So if you're vegetarian, you vegetarians will still eat eggs. Because even though I said they will still um, probably do some dairy, maybe. And there's a lot of vegetables that give you protein. And then when you talk about like um, certain lentils, beans and everything, you know, tofu, that you're going to get protein. The only thing is meat does give you a B12. And if you don't eat meat, you have to probably take a supplement Mm -hmm. uh, for B12 because you won't have that intrinsic factor. Like you can only, meat gives you all your B vitamins. So it's just one thing to keep in mind that there are some kind of like, um, sup, you know, supplementations you have to do when you're vegan, but um, it, it could be done. It could be done where you don't have to eat meat at all. Or you could say, I'm just going to eat meat twice a month, once a week. You know, it really does. Like you say, it depends on the person. I think the issue that I have is the vegans that are just not healthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just eating solely processed foods, um, still high fat foods. Like that's not the reason to go vegan. Like that wasn't the point. Not this point. Yeah. I think that me and veganism, I had to like pump the brakes when um and I see this a lot at a one of my a vegan restaurant that's really popular where we live. Um they put the sticks in the fake chicken wings and I was like, This is too much. This is What is the cauliflower? This is a stick. Cauliflower would be everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. They literally had some type of battered and fried and put a stick in it. And I was like, oh, to like, <laughs> to make it seem like it's a bone like or something? Was, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a, it was a lot for me. Um, I still ate it. But, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, next. Uh, I see people talking all the time about fasting and intermittent fasting and juiced fast and in in all types of fasting like what is the benefit of fasting what what does it do to your body like what what why should we be fasting if we should be fasting so just like the veganism vegetarianism everything being not for everybody definitely because this is one with that i struggle with with a lot of clients fasting is not for everybody i'm gonna tell you why so i think it's, it's really like three main people who should not be fasting one um, is people who are already um, um, struggling with diabetes. The people who have type 2 diabetes should not be fasting. Um, and that's because of the, the way that um, blood sugar spikes for them and they need to be controlled with insulin. Two, people with eating disorders should not be fasting. Definitely. Um, and three is like, maybe you don't have like an eating disorder, but somebody who has a poor relationship with food or is extremely stressed out should not be fasting. And the problem is most, that last one, most people who are stressed out are fasting. And the reason, um, because of that is if you're already stressed, stress is, that's why y'all, the, the mind body connection is just amazing. And I just geek out over it because if you're already stressed, the things that that already does to the body in terms of 
increasing fat because of cortisol, um, making your hormones imbalance. If you're already stressed and doing that and you fasten, which is actually doing that to your body too, because you're restricting food, it's a horrible combination. <laughs> and most people who are stressed, they're like, I'm stressed because I want to lose weight. Let me try fasting. And it actually doesn't work for them. Now, fasting, intermittent fasting has had some success for some people in terms of like controlling their blood sugar. Like this is before you like pre-diabetes, you know what I mean? Or like a lot of people who do it will say like, oh, I have so much more energy. They will lose weight. But the problem too is pros and cons. The problem too is you're overriding your natural hunger cues. I eat when I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I don't just want to eat because it's like, oh, well, you know, it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> I'm, I'm over my fast. You got to think about that too. And I think that um, when we talk about being mindful, you know, you know, we all into the yoga thing. So we know we like to go into the space of being mindful, listening to your hunger cues and listening to your body is one of those things. And fasting doesn't allow you to do that because now you're just restricted to, you're not supposed to eat until a certain time. Now, like I say, like some diets, people are going to see some benefits. They're going to lose weight because you're restricting intake, but it's not something that you're really supposed to do long-term. And that is another thing. A lot of people do it just like the, um, what's the other one that everybody, all my clients be like, oh my God, I want to try. Um, why am I forgetting it? Why am I forgetting it? What's the other one? It's like the high fat, um, keto. 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 Yeah. keto, not long-term, not a hundred percent, not long-term two weeks, the most. And then that's it. Yeah. Because after that, that weight is going to come back. When you start to reintroduce those carbs and everything, your body is just going to be like, and most of, I've had like five clients who have gained even more weight than they did before they started the keto diet. So our body responds to what we do in. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's pros and cons. I know that um, I do have a client and fasting is working for him. He's really strict. I'm really regimented. And it's, if you want to live like that, then that's fine too. But, um, you have to think about the long-term sacrifices. I, I do think for him, though, he does not listen to any of his hunger cues. He just eats on a regimen because he he he's eating in between those those times. And I just got to work with him because it's like, this is what he chose to do. But um, yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking about fasting, we're talking about like not eating at all or what, what fasting? Because I'm like, the intermittent oh. fasting is like, I'm saying because you have different types of fast. Like, oh, okay. Because I'm like, oh, no, I don't like that one. No, no so I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I'm trying to clarify because okay. <laughs> I don't like restrictions either. Yeah. The only fast that I do is like, I usually do the Lent fast where we kind of like restrict certain foods, yeah. but I'm yeah. not going to stop eating. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely. So most of the time for, for me, I've heard of more of the intermittent fasting where it's like, it's three different types where it's like, you were like, okay, maybe you don't have your first meal until this time and you mm. don't eat after this time a lot of people do stuff like that not eating at all is just insane yeah well that's what I meant for that period not at yeah. all like yeah. I nobody can do that that's no. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. I, I hear I hear that too that's why I made it general and said like fasting what's yeah. the what, what's good what's bad because I hear I personally hear everything I'd be like I, I mean <laughs> I was just saying because like I don't like restrictions either but like yeah. I like that's why I stopped doing diets I don't like mm -hmm. restricting my body and then oh, no. if you're craving something and you ignore it it's just going to make you crave it more so yeah. there's no point it in doing that 
Yeah. Fasting. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I get fasting. Of course, people fast for religious reasons, mm -hmm. um, but th this is never something that's long-term. You know what I mean? Like it's never something that's supposed to be long-term. Right. So yeah, fa fasting, your body is going to respond. However, it's just like, um, honestly, a lot of people don't even know that they are fasting because they're so most people, most Americans have disordered eating patterns. So they might not have an eating disorder, but they, the order, the way that they eat is so disordered that they are fasting and don't know. And they want to know like, well, why is it, I'm not losing any weight. I don't even eat that much. That's why you're not losing weight because you don't eat enough to lose weight. Yeah. It's like those days when <laughs> you're doing so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're talking about me. <laughs> it's like those days when you're doing so much and you just forget to eat. Yeah, like, I'll be I'll get up on a Saturday morning, get all this stuff done. I'm out I here, you know, we recording podcasts, mm -hmm. we going and hanging with people like we're do getting yeah. stuff done. And then it's like four o'clock. You like not eight yet. <laughs> and you know what your body is doing? Really, it's just working in terms of like if, if, if your body could talk to you on day Saturday, they'd be like, oh, this will be doing. OK, well, shoot. <laughs> hey, they talking to everybody, all the body systems and say, hey, y'all hold on to that fat because she tripping. OK. She's trying to eat. I need y'all to hold on to that so she don't pass out because we still need um, some stuff to regulate some things in here. That's what it's telling your body. And that's why most times they're like, I don't get it. I don't eat. Uh, I don't eat like that. Why aren't I losing weight? I'm like, it's not about restricting foods. It's about eating the right foods to help you to lose weight. Then right. it's still kind of like a disconnect for a lot of people. Yeah. And for me, like in a given day, because that is primarily my issue. In a given day, I'll get up. I might eat breakfast right away. But here's what I do. I'd be like, all right, let me just check my email first. And I check my email and then I have to put out a fire. And then I have to do something else. And then I have to do something else. And then I'd be like, oh yeah. shit, I don't have anything already made in the house. I got to make lunch. Yeah. Okay, let me finish this first. Here we are. It's four o'clock. And I'd be like, let me just grab some. Like my favorite snack is I love freaking popcorn. And so I'd be like, let me get some popcorn. And then I'll get right back to it. Or then yeah, I'll go cook like The popcorn that kind of curved your appetite a little bit. And like, you still ain't eat real food. What is it about y'all two and four o'clock? <laughs> no, see, that? this is, so the problem is, and this is very ironic, right? So like, if I have to go into work, my food schedule is always good. Like I'm eating breakfast, I'm eating yeah. snacks, I'm eating lunch and I get home and eat dinner. Yeah. If I'm home, like if I work from yeah. home, it's, I get up in the morning, like she said, and I'm like, let me check these emails or let me get this done real quick. And then I look up, it's 12 o'clock. I got to get something to eat. Right. And I'm a breakfast person. So like me skipping breakfast is really bad. So <laughs> when you go into the office, you're planning more. So you're yeah. taking your stuff with you and you're there. Right. So you're like, oh, I got to eat. That's food why, and that's why I'm a, I'm a fan of like meal prep because yeah. I can just grab it. And go and see, she don't, she don't like that. She wants more variety. And I understand, but also it's one less decision that I have to make for the day. Yeah. yeah. Like I can already have my food and I'm, I'm full, I'm ready to go. And I, I can go and do stuff that I need to do. Yeah. And that works for a lot of people, but I'm kind of like, I'm probably kind of like, I can't eat the same thing. I got to eat variety all the time. So leftovers yeah. to me is like one time leftover and then that's it. I don't want it no more. Might give you two. Might that's give it. Two. That's all yeah. the Mm -hmm. but yeah. that takes more that means that's more preparation mm -hmm. that's going to take more time to now like plan out you know what i mean because we need and more then i hate cooking so here we are conundrum <laughs> um, i'm gonna need you to yeah. get you a chef ma'am <laughs> that is the number one thing on my list of what i want in a man yes somebody who could i know that's right girl get you one of those chefs that like you know they plan you ask them what you tell them what you want and they go ahead i know and have a couple private chefs 
Yeah, black owned because you know I mess with black owned business. So let me it's ask a lot of them. About that like, later. <laughs> I know, I know, y'all probably got plenty over there. You know, we got a few over here that I know people use regularly. Like I know people that don't cook at all. They're like, look, I'm about to go pick up my meals, and my my chef about to bring my meals to me. You know, like, and I don't, I don't fault you. I don't fault you. I about that. Um, but the only ones that I've been able to see are like I think it's um. Anyway, it's those companies, right? And those things tend to come loaded with um, preservatives and stuff like that. Like the, the we have a lot of chefs who are going to make the food, whatever. And that's what I know. Couple okay. people. Let's about. let's talk offline. Yeah, because um, I yeah. need some numbers. Because uh, yeah, because yeah, that's probably my biggest problem. I don't plan ahead because I do like variety. I'm horrible about. I will make a list and I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna have spaghetti, salmon, and stir fry this week and i'll yeah. go buy the thing and then i get home and be like i want chicken pasta <laughs> so you going to go when you going to doordash now you're like oh, let me doordash this i don't doordash because it's super expensive but i will go out and drive and buy it because um, i am i'm not about that and then my therapist is happy because i left the house see win-win for everybody um, i know so you just gross. gotta figure out what's the best time for you to to make those meals Right. Yeah. It's the bad thing is now I've spent 70 bucks on groceries or no, I'm sorry. Cause it used to be 70. Now I've spent $220 on groceries that I'm not going to eat this week. Um, and I am pressed to have like the fresh stuff. Um, cause like I'll do fresh, I'll do frozen, like stir fry. There's not very many frozen vegetables. I like, I don't like the conversion. Um, yeah, yeah it doesn't work for me. I think that um, maybe for you too, like it would, benefit you not to get those stuff in advance it might mean more trips to the store but you need to not get the three meals in advance you probably just need to say okay i'm thinking about what i want but my mood food goes with our mood and i'm not i won't get too in depth about emotional eating and stuff but it really does go with our mood we might think like this is what i want to eat this week but wednesday comes and like i don't want to eat that <laughs> like you know what i mean so and we want to be more sustainable and not waste money so it might be like I don't, I don't need to get all of these things in advance. I just need to plan for one meal, get some snacks, some fruit, and like go to the store again another day. And like I say, more trips to the store, but at least now you're not wasting food and you kind of like could go with like what you feel like eating that day. Mama, did you hear that? Because Johnny said that... <laughs> I'm going to tell her when we get off. I'm going to tell her. Tell um, tell all right, let me ask my last question, y'all. Um, all right, so... If there were just a few foods, not because I know it's not going to be one, but if there were just a few foods that you would advocate for and recommend that we eat for the rest of our lives for health and longevity, what would it be? Or what would they be? It's so hard. Y'all can so hard because I like so much food. Um, let, let me see. Okay. Superfood number one would be sweet potatoes. Okay, I like those. Sweet like potatoes. One, it is a um, carbohydrate source, but it's a complex carbohydrate. It's very nutrient dense, has a lot of nutrients in it. Um, you could make it in different ways, you know, and it's inexpensive and sustainable. And they don't spoil immediately. And they don't, that's why I'm so I'm thinking about it in terms of nutrition. I'm thinking about it in terms of sustainability and taste. The fact that you could do your sweet potatoes with a meal like sauteed or baked and the fact that it could make you a bomb pie. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. So yeah, all your basics covered. The versatility of sweet potatoes. Um, and like sweet potato pie. 
You don't? Oh my gosh, y'all. What y'all like? I don't like pie. You don't like pie? Okay, see, I have a lover of desserts, so. And the good thing about sweet potatoes, too, is a really good first food. When we talk about introducing to to children. That is true. I'm I'm, going to pick that. I'm going to pick that as one, definitely. I can't. It's hard, y'all. Maybe my next one will be coconut. You can survive off coconut if you're stranded somewhere. You can eat it. You can juice you can it. Drink you can the water on your hair. Just... Your scalp, your face will be looking good. You know, you lose a lot of weight because it's not a really good carb source. So you'll probably waste away, but at least you'll survive for a while. I don't know. <laughs> right? You'll look good while you waste away. Yeah, while you waste away and you'll be hydrated. Coconut you'll be nice and hydrated and moisturized while you waste exactly. away. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll take those two. We'll take okay. those two. Okay. All right, Kiki. All right, so let's switch gears. We're going to talk about maternal health now. Okay. So the maternal the maternal health statistics are completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, let's discuss from the angle of, of nutrition. What should mommies uh, be eating or what should they avoid? In terms of uh, pregnant expecting mothers? Yes. So does this change during pregnancy versus like postpartum? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I could I could talk about even from my experience. We are encouraged to eat like more, of course, right? Which is hard mm-hmm. to do when you're somebody like like in my field. Like I I know I eat, but then like be, telling me that I needed to eat more calories was just like kind of it was like a mental mental gymnastics for me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm trying to like I am eating for two, but it's like y'all, that's a lot of food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like encouraging them to eat, of course, encouraging them to eat things that have a lot of um vitamins and minerals because it's just like a different life stage like you're growing a human child right um so it's the same thing eating in balance but also like really allowing um them the space to give into those cravings too cravings for pregnant women are different from i'm telling you it's like a whole nother i remember my doctor telling me like if you craving it eat it because they're just they become so strong like the straight the cravings are so strong but even postpartum is even and i feel like a lot of times Sometimes there's a lot of care during pregnancy, but and like when, you know, the baby's still in there, but postpartum, there's not a lot of talk about that fourth trimester because that's really what that is. And you have, what what are women experiencing? Hair loss. Um, you're now um, breastfeeding. So now the, you, the requirements have actually gone up a little bit because, you know, you really are still feeding another person because of the breast milk and everything. If you are nursing, um, you know, the, a lot of women actually, you're healing. I mean, that's basically what it is. It actually takes like a whole year to heal. You really think about the time. So nutrition is very important um, postpartum. Same thing, like eating those nutrients, drinking a lot of water. Um, And it's hard because you're now a new mother and you definitely feel like you don't have the time and the capacity to eat. I know that I definitely um, struggle with the same thing where I would get up. I'm just trying to feed him, trying to rest. And I'd be like, did I eat today? So environment is a, is a big thing too when we talk about women going through postpartum because if you don't have a supportive environment, they, they know that they're not getting the nutrients and the help that they need. So that's a whole nother. Um, and what is maternal health month? When was, that's this Last month. month. Was it Last this month? month? Okay. Last month, right. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing, especially when we talk about um, black women too, like what the care that they were getting even before they got pregnant, like what, what has changed? Are they still eating the same way? Do they still have the same resources and access? Because the needs change. It's more of a demand. So it's, yeah, it, definitely different types of care. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said to give into the cravings. I feel like sometimes as a mother, they may struggle with like, should I keep giving into these cravings, especially if they're trying to watch their weight. Like I've seen that too, like mothers. And I'm just like, girl, you pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's not like you don't worry about it. There there shouldn't be a focus so much on calories. Cause I know that um the doctor would tell you, like, okay, we you need to gain weight. You have to. But mm-hmm. we want it to be more of a slower progression. And that's why it's so important for pregnant women to move. Like yes. exercise during pregnancy. And remember back in like maybe like the nineteen um sixties and seventies, that was like a no. You're not supposed to exercise and move at all. That has changed dramatically because you really do need to move. That actually helps with a lot of things. That helps with circulation. It helps with childbirth, actual childbirth, keeping your weight kind of like, because the, the weight is supposed to go up, like I say, a slow progression. Because I know I when I saw that scale just go up, I was like, oh yeah, this I'm just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> but, and so you're supposed to though, because you need to support a growing baby, but um, eating is important, but like just making sure that you're you're moving too. That's That's a really important piece. Because you got to eat. Girl, that movement. My friend had a baby during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. she was just, she was still teaching uh, dance, you know, yes. to kids. And like one day they had a baby shower for her. Mm-hmm. And of course, since she's dancing and all this stuff, she called me like an hour later, like, oh, I'm in labor. Mm-hmm. And then an hour after that, like the baby's already here. So. Yeah, no, that's right. I used to teach when I was um, pregnant with Ali. I was still teaching bar and dance. But oh. I, my third trimester, I would have to pee all the time. Y'all, it was so ghetto. I'd be like, y'all hold up. Keep posting. I got to go pee. I'll be right back. And they're like, this girl, if she don't just stop teaching, we, can't, we don't know how much more of this we can take. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Now do the left leg. I'll be back. I got pee. <laughs> Real out air. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you got to keep moving and you could still do the same things that you were doing before. Like it, it really does help. And it helps with stress too, because going through that change, it, it could be really stressful. So I think that that is a wonderful time to just use the excuse of eating everything. <laughs> and like, yes, like for real, like I'm still, of course, eating healthy, but eating a variety of, of foods and like, just, you know, that's, that's a good time. I enjoyed that time of eating. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> So next question, as a mom yourself, what does your baby eat? He used to eat a lot of things, but he is, so he's turning three on Friday. <laughs> he is picky and verbal. Okay. So I'll be like, mommy, I don't like that. That's disgusting. First of all, yeah, he just be throwing these words. Mommy, that's dangerous. Like. <laughs> So I have to like, it is really, you have to be so creative when you are cooking for a toddler. I'm really like sneaking in vegetables anyway. I can't, something just switch in Ali's mind where he's like, oh, I don't want to eat that because they're just really picky. So I, I have been struggling with that to make sure that he's got, he doesn't like meat. He just refuses to eat meat. So I've had to like, just been creative with him. Like I say, getting his protein and everything. Cause now, now he'll do some fish sticks or everything, but you just, you'll create this beautiful meal on the plate. You know, I'll be so excited and I'll give it to him and he'll just be like, he'll probably eat like one thing off of it and be like, no, I don't want that. You just got to roll with it. So he, um, I think the important thing is introducing them to healthy foods at a young age. So he does like certain things, like he likes avocado. You know what I mean? He'll eat edamame or whatever. So introducing them to a variety of foods. Mm. I know it's weird, but he, he's kind of like, he was like, I'm not messing with broccoli. 
There's one time I mash up the broccoli in the banana, and he was trying to pick that thing out. <laughs> he was like, you're not about to play me. Like, so I, I got to get, you know, trying to get creative. But um, that's that's the key. I let him see how I'm eating, you know, so he could kind of see like, you know, mommy eats a variety of things. Mommy eats a variety of colors. So my focus with him is is not calories, of course. I, fo- I don't focus on calories. I focus on colors, which is another thing I'm trying to do with clients because people are so caught up on counting calories. I'm like, count colors. Because if you're eating a colorful diet, you're going to be eating healthy. So I always make sure that his plate is colorful. So he knows like that, that kind of like what he looks forward to. But no, them toddlers, they are picky. And then you just be like, you ain't paying no bills, but you got so much to say. That's the problem I have. But I think that's I'm just saying, feed my baby because I'll come bring him whatever it is that he wants. Um, you sound like his grandmother. They be like, don't just give him ice cream for dinner. It's okay. I'm like, I never got ice cream for dinner. That's crazy. Grandparents are insane. <laughs> like, they- this isn't about you, friend. Um, <laughs> well, we see okay. him growing and thriving, so we know he ain't missing no meals. He's I fine. can't say nothing because I was a picky child. My mama, she, she looked at me now like, she like, you eat everything. And now I'm just pissed that I had to go through this when you was younger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my mother told me like, I don't know if it's because of where I grew up too. Like I ate everything. There was no, and I was eating things that small children probably was. I was eating peas and rice and, and conk and plantain. <laughs> she was like, we had no problem with you. But I, he won't even, sometimes he won't even try it. So you do have to like give yourself grace trying to feed them and like introducing, like I say, variety is key for them. Introducing yeah. things. Yeah, I'm my mama ate everything, but I still didn't eat nothing. <laughs> I'm with him on the no broccoli. Um, the what? Stand, I'm with him on the no broccoli. We stand I united. Mean, I don't think I'm gonna win that. He really, really not trying to mess with broccoli. Well, because it's not good. See <laughs> broccoli. Put a little cheese on top, just like a little. Are you steaming the broccoli? You just got regular broccoli out here with just salt on it. Just not eating it. <laughs> I eat it raw. I'll eat it steamed in a saute. You gotta do Listen, it. I, got, I love a good saute. Mm-hmm. What about broccolini? Have you tried that? Okay, I, now I have tried that, and for whatever reason, I can eat like that. that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay. okay, I think it's it's less of a treat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ultimately broccoli just gives me gas, so I don't, I don't it's want it. Gas everybody food. gas. It, is, it gives everybody gas. It's a gassy food. It definitely yes. is my family. Mm-hmm. It gives me uncomfortable. Like my stomach literally hurts, so I, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so I just don't. Um, and you have to. That's a good thing. You have the mm-hmm. uh, access to other green um, vegetables mm-hmm. where you don't want broccoli. Don't mess mm-hmm. with it. Now, I will fuck up some kale. Like kale and spinach, I keeps a bag in my refrigerator because I sneak it in everything. I put it, I'll yeah. make like spaghetti and I'm sneaking and adding chopped kale to it. Yes. In my eggs. In my <laughs> yes. sandwich, Like, yeah. Kale and broccoli. What I want more people to do, I encourage them to say, sometimes it's not about taking away things that you eat, but adding more vegetables to it. Like, why not add some? I just got some kale from the Black Farmers Market today. But my is those are my two primary go-tos. Like, I don't really eat much else outside of that. Only because I don't like we're going back to me not liking to cook. So, so many other colored vegetables require cooking or spices or something like that that I don't typically use or want or care to buy. Um, 
and like peppers is another one it gives me gas i don't feel like dealing with it um but peppers are so beautiful and like if i'm out i will get them um i love like red snappers and peppers and stuff like that um but that's not something and not only that like again with it just being me and i buy myself fresh I look at the pepper, it's good. The next day, like I blink and the next time it's, it's starting to wilt. Um, I don't. I can't, don't yeah. think about it as cooking too. Think about it as just preparing stuff. Because sometimes when you think about it as cooking, you think it a lot of steps in your head. And most of the time, some of those vegetables probably will take you like two minutes to prepare. We're going to try that. But thank you. Um, that was a perfect segue into our next segment. We just want you, so we have a, a segment in every show where we just talk about whatever we're talking about and then apply self-care to it. So we're asking you in this moment to just give us some self-care tips for nutrition, cooking, health, whatever. Go. Okay. Ooh, nice. So let's see. Self-care tips for nutrition. Um, so you I- get one, like a lot of times we overthink cooking, especially when it comes to vegetables or yeah. add more instead of tra- subtracting. Yeah. So, um, so that the, the first one, that's definitely key because a lot of times with healthy eating, people think like, oh, I have to stop doing this. I have to stop doing that. I think the first step is to change the mindset of instead of restricting, adding. So adding more vegetables into my diet, drinking more water, you know what I mean? Like adding more, um, whole foods or whole grains, like stuff like that. So that's the first key I would love people to do is like stop with all the restrictions um because the media kind of makes it seem like don't eat this don't do that don't do that so just changing the mindset of like what can i add into my life we don't need to take nothing else away the world and taking things from us already okay <laughs> let's add some stuff let's add some value and some you know so that would be one thing for self-care another thing would be um really eating a variety and eating in balance um so like when you think about it like just being more mindful of okay in this meal, do I have a high quality carb, a protein and a vegetable? You know what I mean? Today, when I talk about being more mindful, did I eat any fruits today? (laughs) You know what I mean? Did I have a banana? Did I have some grapes or something? So being more mindful of what we are eating every day, I think is is another thing too, when we talk about our self-care. So it isn't so much about, I'm never going to say like, track your calories. I know that that's beneficial for some people, but sometimes it's just like tracking like your mood and what you're doing every day. So at the end of the day, if you did not eat one single vegetable, you know, like, okay, I'm mindful because I know I didn't eat any vegetables today, but tomorrow is going to be different. I'm going to make sure that at least in one of my meals, I eat a vegetable and that's self-care. I think that that's just a part of like the being mindful thing is self-care. Trying to think of what else. It was something else that we were talking about too. Knowing that eating healthy does, is not is not one way to do it. Um, I think even at, sometimes we have privilege over other people who don't have access to certain things, right? I mean, we we are more, you know, we're educated on on certain things, certain ways of eating. But knowing that you can still be healthy because it isn't about just what we eat; it's um, it's how we eat too. It's our emotions behind it. That's our stress level. Um, it's our environment. You know what I mean? It's portions. So it's it's not just about what we're eating, but everything that's surrounding it. That's also self-care. Um, so when we talk about like even um I was talking about this the other day when I was doing another um interview and we were talking about food being such a powerful thing because it's a culture. So food is a big part of our culture. So self-care for me is getting together with my friends and having the charcuterie board, charcuterie, whatever, you know. So getting together with my friends and having the boards and stuff. 
that's a part of self-care for me. Like that's, and that's, and we're eating and we're enjoying each other's company and we're catching up and everything. So to, that's healthy eating for me because I'm in the company of my friends and, you know, that's a part of my self-care. So thinking about healthy eating beyond like just what you choose to eat, I think is very important. How many that was? <laughs> that was plenty. That was plenty. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to wrap this thing up. But before we go, we want you to tell us anything you're promoting. If you got any classes coming up, where we can find you, all that good stuff. How can the good people come find you and more information about you? Yeah, there's a couple of things coming up. I just don't have the dates yet. So let me get, <laughs> well, I can tell you like, um, so my Instagram is heydonnae, H-E-Y-D-O-N-N-A-E. Um, and people can also directly email me, like if collaborations or projects or anything like that at heydonnae at gmail. Um, but I could tell you some things that are coming up and then I will post like the dates and everything for it. But it's so random, y'all, because you know, I'd be doing so many different things. So I still I do a horrible job of posting when I do um, DJ and do music bingo. And I need to do a better job of that. Um, <laughs> I really do. So people because two people do like to come out and play bingo. Um, so I'm going to post on that. Um, I think tomorrow night I'm at JD's Tavern in Apex. And Wednesday, I know. It's I know. And Wednesday night I'm at um, My Way Tavern in Holly Springs. It's like it's we get different random accounts. But anyway, in terms of nutrition, though, um, I did earlier, um, I think it was during National Nutrition Month at the Southeast Rally YMCA, I did part one of nutrition, um, trauma, and mental health. And it went very well, and they want a part two. So I promise a part two is coming up. I would love to do it in May. I don't know if it's going to be May because May is tomorrow. But hopefully, maybe it will be in May. So we're supposed to be doing a part two of that. So I'm going to post and have the information coming up. And that one will come with the actual cooking demo. So still continuing the um, conversation of nutrition and mental health. But then I'm going to make um, something for everybody to try because we're talking about simple meals, good for your brain health for everybody to try. So that's going to be coming up. We, we are having another self-care Sunday that we have at the YMCA too. That is May 21st, um, I believe. And the theme for that is simple and sustainable self-care. I feel like y'all would appreciate that because y'all talk a lot about self-care. So that's free to the community too. Um, May 12th, I'm having another um, ratchet uh, heel work class. <laughs> so grab your heels, you know. That's what um, I was waiting to hear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Grab your heels if you want to do ni nice little um, sexy choreography. So, you know, there's different sides to me, which I love. Like, I don't like to be in one lane. So I'll do a lecture one day on nutrition and the next day, come on, somebody, let's go put on them heels and twerk. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's all I have coming up, like, within the next month. Um, and then I, I, I am still gathering on um, people who do want to be a part of a free support group. We were supposed to start this. It's definitely going to start this month. Anybody who has, um, I would say, struggling um, with food, relationship with food, whether that's weight loss, weight gain, I am doing a free support group for anybody. I do have a list already of some people who are interested. So um, that's going to be starting up. And that's just going to be a free space um, for us to kind of like get it together, <laughs> basically. Right. Right. So that's coming up too. Tell the folks a little bit about what you do in the Bahamas, this this workshop that you give in the Bahamas, because I'm trying to get my ass over there. You come in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Lignum Vitae is the name of the company. So me and my friend, um, she's back home. That's the name of our national tree in the Bahamas. And we thought that was appropriate. The tree, you know, tree of life and everything. 
So we, I went there twice. The first, the whole purpose of Lignum Vitae is about sustainability. So not just nutrition, but wellness in general. So eco wellness and everything. We are doing more promoting um, farmers on the island, telling people how they could just be more sustainable in terms of their overall health. So we do yoga. Um, and so the first time we did like a yoga and um, art workshop. And then, so this past, uh, like, weekend i did a nutrition workshop on how to be sustainable when it comes to nutrition she did hacks on like you know certain things you could do about composting and stuff so it's, it's really just about sustainability um it's growing it's still very new to bahamians so it's kind of like they like uh what is this but we know that we have to just you know keep it going sometimes it's frustrating like this last workshop i had only four you know so but you know how it is when you starting something off and people are right. using it this, I, and that's why I love that our generation is just more into like, hey, what can we do to protect the environment? Hey, we want to be healthier. You know what I mean? So that we just got to keep it going. It could be discouraging, but we just got to keep it going. So we are planning on doing a retreat in 2024, um, which I'm planning on just bringing a bunch of people with me. So <laughs> y'all could be, you saw when I come back and nobody was on the flight. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. So I plan on really promoting that and seeing if, if anybody wants to come for the weekend to come home with me for that retreat. Maybe y'all can present. Because I kind of win. Because let me just go ahead and put it on my calendar because I'm going. Yes. I will give you the exact month and dates. And we are planning to do, um, and we already have like the, spoke to the lady about the hotel, which is right next to Lignum Vitae, like everything. So um, that's going to be the vibe. I'm going to just say, I ain't got time to work full time. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to the Bahamas. Well, I went on a cruise, but I, that doesn't count to me. Um, so I haven't been to the Bahamas, haven't explored it. I'm excited to go, especially I love when I go with my native friends because we see, I see actual things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You Make a note. <laughs> I'll let y'all know. Unfortunately, you know, Freeport isn't as popping as Nassau, the capital. But I'm from Freeport, so I don't really, I'm like, well, you know. And then so much has happened because of Hurricane Dorian and the pandemic. So it's mm. just like more slower now. A lot of things have shut down. So we're really trying to like pump the island back again. Listen, I'm not, I don't care to go to these places and be like a tourist. No, I want to go. I want to go somebody, you know, nice place, go get mangoes off the tree in the backyard, eat it right there. Like, yeah, like. Mm, he laid yeah. out on the beach somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's really all that I really want. Yeah, it's nice. It's a different type of, it's a different type of beach. Like, I can't go to these beaches here. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go for the vibe, but I'm not going to go in the water. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Once you go to the Caribbean first, one time you'll be spoiled getting in the water because you can't see your feet right. at it in the Atlantic Ocean. So you'd be like, <laughs> here. And then, you know, all the sharks is coming. So I'll pass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Kiki, do what you do best, Ryan. All right. So we can wrap this up. Because mm -hmm. I have, I need to get into my cocoon. I've been peopling all day. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> no but y'all know what to do share this podcast all of y'all that came here to listen to donna y'all share too because they need to hear this conversation yes. so share it with your friends share it in your group chats share it on social media you know 
just send it to the people. They need to hear about the nutritions, okay? <laughs> and then don't forget, if you're on YouTube, we're gonna get there one day. If we're on, if you're on YouTube, to um, <laughs> to like, comment, subscribe, and share. And finally, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. This is how we get seen, y'all. What was that share? Was that did you say share? Okay. Yes, I did. I, and you said it again. So share. Mm-hmm. Rate and share. review. Go on Apple, you know, hit the five stars. You can leave a review if you want to, but five stars, thanks. And also Spotify. All you gotta do is hit five stars on Spotify. You ain't even gotta write a review. That's share. it, y'all. Share. Mm-hmm. I definitely will be sharing. Thank you. And Diane, we'll have to have you back um, because this connection between the minds and the eating and stuff like that, like that is so key and probably why I can't stick with it. But um, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But thank you so much for coming today, y'all. Um, y'all gonna share the podcast and we'll be back next week. Yeah. Kiki. Yes. I love you, girl. Have a great week. I love you too. I hope you have a great week. And Donna and thank you. Y'all, this is awesome. Thanks for providing this space. Yes. So I want to remind y'all too, and everyone else listening to always take care of yourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, professionally, whatever. So that means you got to find another job. Take care of yourself. (laughs) Um, We just want to remind y'all to take care of yourselves holistically. We'll just say that, right? Um, And like he said, we'll be back next week. Deuces. Yeah.